Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special midday edition of Georgia's Rumors versus Facts, where we talk Georgia recruiting and we try to uh, kind of wade through the uh, lies and rumors and what's what's actually real on the recruiting trail. Uh, I have a lot of people say that, look, recruiting doesn't have the same flavor that it used to because things change too fast. Well, the last thing you want to do is have less information and uh, more rumor out there than what's currently on the market. So we're going to try to wade through some of the stuff that's out there and uh, give you some updates on George recruiting. Now, today's show, the reason we're having a midday show partly is because um, we didn't have one last week and we wanted to have one tonight. Something's come up for this evening that I can't be a part of. And uh, although these guys could definitely host a show without me, I was actually at a recruiting event, so I want to talk about it. And uh, let's talk about what happened yesterday with the three of us, including, and then uh, Brent was also there, but he can't be with us right now. Chris Smallwood was actually at Carrollton with all of us, and we were watching the Under Armour camp. Uh, I want to say call it a combine because they actually did some testing there, but it truly was more of a camp. They, they mm. put them through their paces and such, but there were a lot of Georgia targets there. And of course, anytime Under Armour or Rivals comes to Atlanta, the kids show out. They show up, they they compete, they go head to head. Craig Albert of ESPN was saying uh, you know, 25% of the Under Armour game roster came from the Atlanta camp last year. That's pretty damn impressive considering they have, you know, 10, 15 camps all over the country. The 25% of them could come from one stop in Atlanta. It shows you how talented the state of Georgia is. And there were kids coming from Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina and Tennessee. They all came to the Atlanta camp yesterday. And if they had a Georgia offer, we tried to speak to them. So I'm going to go right to it with uh, Jed and Lance here real quick. Jed, who stood out the most in your opinion? We'll talk about which guys are kind of leaning towards Georgia and maybe some guys that we didn't talk about. But this was a chance to see the good on good. And I want to get your idea of who kind of stood out the most to you. Well, first of all, Roddy, good for you for, for getting out of the house. We'd like to let the old guy out and, and still do stuff to, to keep him active every now and then. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, as far as, you know, it was a really loaded, you know, last year at this camp was there was a lot of, of top offensive line talent. And I think this year it, it switched to the defensive side of the ball because you had, you know, one guy that really caught my eye was uh, Jordan Carter out of Douglas County, just an absolute uh, stud, 2026 guy. He's just dominating guys all day long. Um, George is offered there. His teammates with Aaron Gregory, who's another top target as well. Um, Jordan Carter, um, Davron Geralds, who is another, I believe, 2026 guy in the state of Georgia. And just, he's just, he's, he's, Carter's more of an edge type. Carter, or yeah, Carter's more of an edge type. Geralds is more of a, you know, hands in the dirt, maybe three technique type, but played really well as well. And then you can't uh, mention the, the standouts without talking about Justice Terry, because every time you see him in a, it, it's fun to see him in a setting like this because playing in you, no disrespect to the, the folks Manchester High School plays, but this is a chance for him to really go up against competition that maybe he doesn't get on a basis of every Friday night. And uh, and he looked he looked fantastic as as expected. Shows why he's a five star, and um, you know, I think he's probably the highest rated commit George Scott in twenty twenty five right now. So. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of really good talent there, but especially on the defensive side of the ball in the trenches. I'm gonna go back to defense Zion Grady, um, who mm -hmm. former Alabama commit. Uh, he's just this is the first time I got to see him live, and man, he's just he's just a freak. He's he's long, he's lengthy, he's athletic, and I mean, he was just he was just burning dudes. Uh, we took a couple, y'all took a couple of videos of him, and 
uh, and Justice Terry as well. Just just absolutely just stalwarts on on defensive line. And I mean, they were just blowing kids. They were just blowing some of these poor kids up. Um, you know, was, who is this right here in this video? Justice Terry. Yeah, I mean, just just yeah. right, right around. That's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad for some of those 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 kids. But I mean, like like Jed said, like I cover a lot of smaller classification football and justice that really doesn't get a, a chance to be dominant. Cause he gets double teamed a lot, but man, he was showing out yesterday um, at the, at that camp yeah. against the best competition in the country. And the thing about justice is, you know, you know, he's strong and it is going to get stronger, but with the, the, the quickness and athleticism to get off the ball like that is, uh, is, is pretty ridiculous. Uh, to mention one offensive guy, um, Travis Smith is a guy who Georgia has, been at, has been prioritizing over the last few months at receiver at Westlake. Um, he looked, he's a lot bigger. I think I told you this yesterday, Roddy. He's a lot bigger than I thought. He's 6'3, probably pushing 200 pounds. Very, you know, well put together guy. Um, he was impressive. He had, I know you were video on a pass where he had a nice catch kind of over the shoulder on a fade ball down the sideline. So, um, and he, and Ethan Barber looked good. I don't, think I've ever I've never even been to one of Ethan Barber's games I don't think so um seeing him there like you said Lance going against some top competition was uh was good to see another I know he had a real he got a good catch where he reached way up and caught one so um a couple of pass catchers on display one committed to Georgia and one that George is uh hoping to bring into the fold eventually yeah and Devin Carter um Cedar Grove, Cedar Grove I believe is a 2026 wide receiver he looked he looked pretty good as well and you know, he gave me some. He gave me some good background on, uh, you know, current Georgia running back in twenty twenty five class commit Bo Walker, as well, and and uh, also also going back or mentioning Brian McClendon, um, Devin Carter. That was his main contact at UGA, but he know he told me that he knows that Kirby's going to hire whoever Kirby hires is going to be the right guy for the job, and so he's interested to see on. Uh, you know who you know who that is. I don't know if you. I know that you wrote in your article about uh, Travis Smith. You know about Brian McClendon as well. Mm-hmm. Show a yeah. quick, quick video there of uh, Ethan Barber. You're talking about him, but uh, uh, go, go ahead and me cut you off. I just want to let the folks who are listening see what we're seeing. Yeah, and you know to get into kind of some of the intel we gathered yesterday. Um, Travis Smith was very clear. He's like, yeah, Brian McClendon leaving hurt. He was really close with them. They're both Atlanta guys, so they built that connection there. Um, he said George, and he he kind of admitted he was like, yeah, you know, there's reports that said Georgia might be the team to beat, and that's not necessarily inaccurate. So um, he's gonna. I don't, I don't want to say reset his recruitment, but it, it's time to evaluate things, and he's gonna be back in Athens soon. And like you said with Devin Carter, Lance, he's gonna be looking to see who that next hire is. I'm sure it's going to be a a strong hire just with the nature of the Georgia program. And then it's going to be, I'm sure Travis Smith is going to be one of those first calls um, for, for whoever the new guy is. Cause Georgia really, really, really uh, likes him a lot. Well, I mean, I had not seen Travis Smith in person until yesterday. And I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm telling you, he's, he's a lot bigger than I, than I had thought. I mean, that looks like a guy who you're going to bring in. And he can be a he can he's at least got the size to be able to help you out blocking from day one. I mean he's he's a very well put together kid. All right, so Travis Smith Jr. We'll kind of simplify this for folks. Uh, wide receiver, 
priority target for Georgia. He says that Brian McClendon leaving kind of hurts Georgia's chances, but he has faith in Kirby Smart. Uh, you mentioned Ethan Barber, uh, Georgia tight end commits. We showed a couple video clips of him there. That was the guy who also surprised me with how soft his hands were. You know, you, we're showing him right there, go through the um, the gauntlet where you're catching passes, you know, you got to turn and catch. And he stays online most of the way, which a lot of guys drift. They move in and out. He stayed online almost the whole way. And, again, he just makes a look effortless. He's a big boy. You look at that yeah. uh, lower body. Yeah, you need somebody who can block. Every tight end of Georgia, I mean, even the transfers uh, have to come in. You have to learn how to block. And you look at that uh, from the waist down, he's an offensive lineman. From the <laughs> from the shoulders up, he's a wide receiver. I'm like, yeah, you got to like that one if you're uh, uh, Todd Hartley. Like, I got him. And then yeah. uh, Elias Williams, come on, that's, that's pretty yeah. strong. And, of course, uh, Justice Terry, I saw that. Everybody we spoke to, and that's not just amongst the rivals. The rivals had a huge contingent there. We had John Garcia there as well and some other rivals reporters. But speaking to other people in the industry, every time you saw uh, Justice Terry go off, the five-star defensive lineman out of Manchester, as you mentioned, he just beat guys. He threw them around. And, yes, it's unfair for the offensive lineman, you know, if you're going one-on-one. The offensive lineman knows when the ball is supposed to be snapped. But if you jump off sides, there's no punishment. They just reload, and then you can guess again and see if you get this, the snap right. You're not worried about playing the run. Your only job is to go straight back to, to get to the uh, imaginary quarterback. Uh, nobody's in pads. You know, you're not wearing a jersey anybody can grab a hold of. So it's really unfair to the offensive lineman. But still, in this scenario, you see great offensive linemen stonewall guys just do hand fighting and positioning and uh, moving their feet. Uh, one guy we saw yesterday did not look that great that George is uh, really high on, you know, and uh, some of the other offensive linemen showed out. Uh, North Carolina commits uh, out of uh, what's kind of Grayson. Are you talking about Gainesville, Alex Payne? Gainesville. Yeah. Gainesville. Uh, you know, looked great yesterday. Uh, uh, Dice. Tavares uh, Dice, who's probably probably going to wind up at Auburn. He looked great. And again, it's you can win those drills, uh, but it's tougher. So yeah, you know you're going in at a disadvantage. But Justice Terry, with those, you give him those advantages on the defensive yeah. line. You line him up in the. Uh, he was in a, a zero technique a little bit. Yeah. That he was in a three eye. Wherever he lined up, he just killed people. If you're a Georgia fan and you're thinking, oh, man, what are we going to do on the defensive line? You know. There's a lot of players this year. Justice Terry coming in next year. That man is filthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yesterday, I mean, because I had thought he would be more of a – like the Trayvon Walker comparison has been thrown around um, a little bit just talking to him. But yesterday, you almost thought he was a little bit more like a guy who could be used in a Jalen Carter-ish fashion more so than – a Trayvon Walker, and obviously there's there's people smarter than me who are going to make those decisions and whatever. But I guess moral of the story is he's a guy who can play multiple spots without uh, much of an issue, for sure. Yeah, and it's 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 more months until he gets on campus, so it's, it's he's only going to get uh, bigger and stronger over the next year or so. Yeah, I, was, I was just kind of looking through some of the uh, stuff you put up there, uh, some of the the clips. Uh, sorry, over there, just 
It had no chance up there. Gone. Sorry, I was just kind of go through that. There was a lot of the 2026 guys that we saw for the first time yesterday. And if you go to ujsports.com, you can read about all of those uh, new guys like uh, DeVaron Geralds, who was actually, I think, one, maybe one of the MVPs of the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, offensive lineman Cortez Smith. Yeah, he looked good. good. And, he, and, and Georgia wants him as a center. And he that's it's one of the – I guess over the past couple cycles, you bring in these guys like, okay, it could be a guard, it could be a tackle. Maybe he could snap. Like Georgia wants Cortez Smith as a center. Just that's that's what it is. Um, and I, I think Georgia is Georgia's the team to beat right now uh, for Cortez. He's been to Athens. I I don't even know how many times. Camp wise, games, uh, spring practice, about everything you could think of. Cortez Smith has seen. So um, I think I think that's Georgia's recruitment to lose right now. Speaking of center, I spoke to the Alabama 2026 center, Zyke Helton, mm-hmm. and it is amazing to look on his previous rival's profile and see that he was six foot three, 325 pounds. He's 250 pounds now, and that's after gaining weight. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. what? You don't look like the other offensive lineman. You. I mean, he's literally 50 to 100 pounds yeah. lighter than most of the offensive and defensive linemen there. And he looked like a high school, I mean, a, a middle school kid playing with the high school guys. He kicked a bunch of people's ass playing center because he's the only 2026 uh, commit for Alabama. And he's also the only uh, 2026 center committed anywhere. Uh, but he wound up having Crohn's disease and another thing on top of that where he couldn't lose weight. He couldn't eat everything he was eating. He was throwing up. He just went. He lost a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. He's finally gotten over it. He's getting, he's getting, says he gets injections into his leg and uh, it sounded like he's like, Oh, I'm never flipping. I'm sticking with Alabama. I don't, you know, change coaches. It doesn't matter. Well, the, someone asked him, well, what, what, what other schools are after you? He's like, Oh, Georgia. He said, Georgia stuck with me through my stomach issues. When I got Crohn's, they stayed with me. Their center's coach, who he means uh, St. Amore, uh, has had the same thing. He understood it. And they've been trying to flip me ever since I committed Alabama. So uh, it's amazing some of the stories you come out of that uh, camp with, you know, these trials and tribulations. You all think, oh, these are all football players. All They're only concerned about NIL. Well, some of the guys you talk to, it's like, oh, I didn't play last year because of, you know, had a torn hamstring or torn ACL or stuff like that. There's a lot of to guys. That, that, uh, to that point was like he, Roddy. I remember he got a Georgia offer last May. And I, I reached out to him and said, you know, he said uh, he said he was crying when he got in the car after the offer. Look at my DMs with him right now. Um, and as I said at the time, I said, what's well, how is your recruitment shaking out? And he said, it's top two, Alabama or Georgia. And then looks like about a month later, he committed to Alabama. So, you know, Georgia, like you said, has, has been there since they offered. Um and, and and the added rank, I don't know if you mentioned this or not. He's from Carrollton, so he's. Juju Lewis's center, they were in the same class. Now Lewis is obviously class ahead, but if Georgia does end up flipping Juju Lewis from uh, USC, that would only help Georgia's case and in, um, in recruiting Helton as well. And that's the question everyone wants to talk about: Is Juju Lewis? We're going to get to him. I promise. I'm not holding the best to last. It's just we kind of get through some of the other guys as well. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the guys that stood out to me that's a huge Georgia target is Tyler Atkinson. We have him on the screen there. Uh, number six player in the nation. 
we have them as a five star. I mean, a four star because I guess we haven't given any. Have we given any five stars for the class of twenty twenty six? Jed, it's like four. I think okay because really, so, the full rankings it only goes out to a hundred as of right now so the full rankings are in a month or two so yeah there's like like Juju Lewis was a five star when he was uh, still in 2026 I think I was just wondering because the fact that he was at number six in the nation and I will admit to having I don't say call it grace and fatigue but there have been so many highly coveted prospects out of Grayson. And you know, you can throw Buford in there as well. That because they're such football factories, they get known about early, and they do well, and you know they impress you. But they haven't all lived up to the billing. A lot of them have, which is why you're always looking at the next ninth or tenth grader out of Buford or Grayson to see who's going to be a star. Tyler Atkinson yesterday. Damn, this 2026 kid. Well, and if he reclassified today, I would believe it. If he were reclassified to 2024, I'd say sign him. And if, if anybody wants to talk about the, the the freak show kind of athlete this Atkinson kid is, yeah. he, he when we got there, he's working out as a defensive lineman. And for those, like I'm sure most of y'all have never been to an Under Armour camp, everybody, it's D-lineman, O-lineman, everybody gathers up for the award ceremony. And then they go outside, and that's when media gets to them. So we're out there looking for D-lineman, O-lineman, and we're like, where's Tyler Atkinson at? We got to talk to Tyler. Who's working out with the linebackers now? Oh, so that's – Lance, you talked to him yesterday. You would be able to confirm, but I, Georgia is talking to him mostly as an inside guy. Yeah. Now, but it's like he could be, he could think, what do we, he got around about 200 pounds now. He could stay there and be a really good inside linebacker, go sideline to sideline, or he could end up bulking up to about 225, 230 with the freakish twitch and athleticism and stuff and be a nightmare on the edge. So yeah. he's he yeah the, the the sky is the limit for Atkinson and it's funny to say about a guy who you don't you still really don't know what position he's going to end up playing in college, um, but yeah, sky's the limit for that kid for sure. He had like two hundred something tackles this year. Yeah, the one game the one game that I watched him Grayson versus Lyons, he had like sixteen tackles. He had like four sacks. It's just, I think just he had, preposterous. Yeah, and he's so fast and he was recently at Georgia for he visit on like a Wednesday night a few weeks ago. And he told me that I want to give up too much of the information we have on the vault, but I mean, he met, he met with Glenn Schumann and Kirby and he spent time with, with uh Schumann one-on-one just watching film. And then they just kind of chopped it up and, you know, he, he loves George and that relationship is, is really good because they've been going after him since he was in like the eighth grade. Uh, and you, you can see why uh, to Mike Bobo was there yesterday. Yeah. Uh, now, normally coaches are not allowed to go to these camps. It is, it's forbidden for them to do so, but Mike Bob was also a dad. And if your kid is in the camp, then you're allowed to go to the camp. So, you know, you're allowed to attend it and they can't keep you from watching your kid, even just because your job is, you know, college football coach. Yeah. So uh, Mike Bobo's son was one of the quarterbacks there and Mike got to go. I think uh, same with uh, Buster Faulkner. I think one of his kids mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, his kid was there. I just don't know his kid. I know I'll know all Mike's, but <laughs> I don't know Buster's, but that's the only way he could be there. And the two of them were uh, watching, of course, their sons. But, hey, while we're here, let's look around at some of the other guys. And I remember watching Mike. Uh, he was laser-focused on Tyler Atkinson. You know, like, I can't wait to watch this rep. So uh, if you're an offensive coordinator at Georgia and you're thinking, that guy, where is he going to line up on the defense opposite me? <laughs> How do we adjust for him? 
I mean, those those Tyler Atkinson reps were kind of like Justice Terry was. They were must-see TV for everybody that was there. Everyone just kind of like peers around. Oh, man, I think like 51 or whatever is not at all. 51's going now? Like, it's yeah. – it's yeah. It, again, yeah, it's amazing that he could he, – he, he, he could be really good at inside backer or outside backer, and no one really knows where he's going to end up at. But I think he could be and will be really good at either one. That's, that's, that's a strong dude. Uh, moving on to one of the guys that you mentioned him earlier, Zion Grady out of Enterprise, Alabama, former Alabama commit, uh, number 40 player in the nation for this coming class. You said that George is trending up for him. Uh, Lance, you mentioned him having good reps. I thought Zion Grady is. Again, forty is good. Forty is if you're one of the best forty best players in the nation. Yeah, uh, that's damned impressive. You know, I hate when people say, "Well, he's only number fifty-four out of three million high school kids." That's pretty good. <laughs> number forty, ridiculous. That means you are you are an early second round draft pick. Mm-hmm. You know, because we'll basically say one to thirty-two, those are first round picks. You're number forty. You're eight spots into the uh, second round, so still very good. But with all the scouts and uh, Analysts that were there yesterday, yeah, I think Zion Grady might even inch up a little higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a stud, and he's a guy that George has been all over for a long time. I mean, he was he was one of those guys who committed or decommitted from Alabama in the wake of uh, Nick Saban's retirement. But even before that, he was planning to get back to Georgia um, for a visit. So, you know, Jared Uzo Deribe loves Zion Grady. Also loves Jared Smith. You can see um, right one of their two guys, both from Alabama, both. Um, these edge type guys, um, but Zion Grady, especially, I mean, Georgia is is very high on his board. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, or um, well, Alabama's still involved. Auburn, Ohio State just came in with an offer. That's kind of a a new wrinkle. He he mentioned Georgia, Ohio State, I think Florida State, and Miami as official visits he's taken yesterday. Um, so yeah, Zion Grady is a guy who you know it's they. The edge outside linebacker group in this past class, it was really just Quintavious Johnson, but I think this year could be one where Georgia gets two or three, kind of like the 23 class where they had Impemba and Gabe Harris, Damon Wilson. I think the 25 class could be like that, just getting Smith, Grady, Darren Nickenagbin, who visited not long ago. Um, I don't know if that's just three. There's a lot lot more than that. (laughs) There's a lot more than that. So – um, you know, that's one where I think George is going to try to get a couple guys in this class and, um, you know, really kind of get back to those freak shows on the edge, uh, getting after the quarterback. All right. So if you're a freak show on the edge and you're trying to get the quarterback, you also have to stop the run. Georgia needs help stopping the run, but Georgia also likes to run the ball. And Dale McGee's always very active and trying to line up his next, uh, running back. I think he, He's got a. We're talking about guys out of Alabama. What about uh, what about this guy here? Let's pull him up on the screen. Yeah, maybe George has been in on him for a long time. Um, God, what does that say? Is that like seventy three offers? Good grief! I've never seen it. I mean, granted, a lot of these, you know, some offers don't necessarily get added to these profiles. That's the highest number I've ever seen uh, for a kid. But um, Alvin Henderson, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia is all over. Um, Alvin Henderson, Dale McGee texts him every morning. I think it's Georgia, it's Bama, it's Auburn, it's Florida State, it's Miami. There's a lot of uh, a lot of schools in there. A guy that was interesting to me yesterday, Rowdy, and you pointed him out 
uh, during grill stuff as a Kylan deer out of Mississippi. You know, he, he ran a 40 and you were like, who is that? And he's like, super been on the radar, but I talked to him and he's like, yeah, coach Dale texts me every morning, texts me a Bible verse every morning. Um, so he's a guy that is going to be interesting to watch because he's, he's visited Athens once and he said it was when Stetson Bennett went to the draft. So let's say about a year ago. Um, he wants to get back this spring and he said, Georgia is for sure getting an official visit. So, you know, is it, is it, I don't say too late. Is, is Georgia going to be able to catch up with some schools that have hosted anymore? We'll see, but they've definitely got an opportunity ahead because he, he raved about Georgia, about Del McGee. Uh, you know, Georgia loves him as a well-rounded, you know, catch the ball, pass, protect, run the ball, obviously. So that's, that's an interesting name. That's, Kind of now on the radar for me, at least, uh, coming out of yesterday going forward. Sort of you come out, you come all the way from Quitman, Mississippi to yeah. Atlanta to show out. You catch yeah. everything in the drills, but your 40 time, you have a bunch of jaded guys who run these camps. Not, I don't mean in a mean way, but they see, like, okay, last Sunday we were all in uh, Orlando. You know, they had 200 kids come out there. Uh, we're in Atlanta, 200 more kids. You start getting four, six hundred, eight hundred players. They don't have any skin in the game. They're just there to take their heights, weights, measurements, and stuff like that. Run the camp, you know, let these guys show out. And when your worker bee goes, "Holy crap!" After one of the guys runs the forty-yard dash, mm-hmm. that gets your attention. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Deer was uh, he was turning heads. There's no question there. For sure. What about uh, Jamichael Jones? Did Rodney, did you speak to him? I thought that he, 26 kid, he did you know, very well yesterday. Uh, Michael Jones, uh, definitely. This is a guy that uh, started as a sophomore on a team that has four running backs. It was a junior, a senior, a freshman, and he's a sophomore. He had 1,200 yards, uh, all-purpose yards. And then he said he had uh, – uh, I asked him how many touchdowns he had. He said, I had, I had 20 touchdowns. How many carries? He goes, 200 carries. And I'm no math genius, you know, but 20 into 200. So that's pretty much every uh, every 10 carries. Uh, this guy's scoring a touchdown. He's uh, from Pike Road, Alabama. He grew up in, you know, Montgomery. Um, uh, as a fan of Auburn and Alabama, which I get. Uh, but, you know. 5'11", almost uh, 195 pounds, just an absolute bruiser. Uh, loves George, loves uh, uh, Del McGee. Here's from Del McGee about every couple weeks. Um, uh, he, I said, well, you know, what, what does it mean that you have a Georgia offer? He goes, as a sophomore, to be offered by the University of Georgia? That means I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, yeah, Jermichael Jones, definitely got to keep an eye on. Uh, I definitely want to catch one of his games in person. I mean, Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having to share the rock and he's still putting up crazy numbers. So uh, definitely, definitely a guy I want to keep an eye on. All right. Um, trying to find, Oh, I guess we got to talk about the disappointment or what uh, guy I was kind of disappointed in uh, at the camp yesterday was Juan Gaston or Gaston. Excuse me. I, I, I want to say Juan Gaston because it sounds so cool to say it that way. <laughs> is, uh, Juan Gaston. Uh, out of Westlake, I don't think he had a great camp. I know George is high on him, uh, but I just don't think yesterday was a uh, good showing for Juan. Yeah, not the greatest day. Um, I know 
we were, we were talking about uh, Davern Gerald's earlier. He kind of, um, you know, bull rushed him back into the the quarterback, I guess. Which for a guy, which one that's impressive for Gerald's to bull rush a guy who I mean, we've got him at six eight three thirty and looked every bit of that, if not more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not the greatest day. But um, you know, like you said, he's a guy George is high on. He, I think, at the current trajectory he could be a guy who like with Nair Daniels like with Daniel Calhoun in this past class would be a guy that if he chose to Georgia is going to um go through a intense strength and conditioning program over his first couple months on campus <laughs> to get in a little bit better shape um but yeah like I said not not the greatest not the greatest day um um, yesterday, but like I mean, you look at him here, like okay, these guys, these guys. Oh yeah, it's it's the giant guy wearing number ninety five. So he's got all the size you could ever want. Um, it's just a matter of you know uh, utilizing it properly, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Calhoun came into Georgia. Was it like three sixty five, three seventy? Yeah, I mean, I which is which is yeah, yeah, which is nuts. And I remember Kirby saying on early signing day or national signing days, whatever you want to call it said that listen these guys are out of shape they gotta cut it down and yeah i agree Gus gaston's kind of a bigger stature but it was it was that was the first time i've seen him in person and you know he like you said he didn't have the best day but i mean he's he's just he's kind of fun to just watch like walk around because he's so much bigger than everybody else yeah the, the, if you're on watching the screen right here the 66 that's like he held to that guy told you mm-hmm. it used to be 325 yeah now down to 250 cut again he looks so much smaller than everybody else because he's lost so much weight but he says he's getting it back and uh, now the stomach's good and here's the thing his body was used to moving 325 now it's moving 250 this kid can zoom and well, that's what like, i'd like to see in uh gaston you know it's like look um lose some of that weight around your middle there and with your size you can, and uh, your point george has had guys come in i think you go back to uh jordan davis you know mm-hmm. First round draft pick showed up heavy, lost weight. Now he just glides across the ground and he tearing it up in the NFL. Again, not to say that's the only issue. He also is incredibly strong and a great hand fighter and great technique. But uh, I was just, we're talking about the guys that kind of blew us away. I was expecting a lot more out of Gaston. It's not the same thing against him. It's just like, okay, now let's see, let's see what you can do. And I just don't think he had a great day. And He's still invited to the Under Armour game. He's still uh, highly coveted. You just can't grow six foot seven, six foot eight guys, you know, um, in your backyard. Um, can't I, I want to see him again? I'm really hoping he comes to the rivals camp. And I really mm-hmm. hope he gets some better reps. You know, so just that's just me. Anybody, anybody else you guys thought of that uh, didn't quite live up to the, the hype, if you will? Um, I mean it's. Not necessarily Georgia specific, but um, you know Deuce Knight, the quarterback, um, committed to Notre Dame. He's a top. He's I don't know. He's he's, he's he rated highly. Georgia offered him. Um, I don't know that he ever got on campus. Committed to Notre Dame. Um, had some you know wayward passes yesterday. And listen, some of these throws like in one on ones, there were a few passes that looked like okay, he's expecting a guy to you know run a comeback route, and the guy ran down the sideline, and like none of these guys have ever really worked together before. So that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, just some wayward throws. I mean, obviously, you know, Christian Langford from, um, that's used to be at Buford. 
I forget where he, he transferred. He said it yesterday, and I forgot one MVP. He was impressive. Um, but, yeah, not the greatest day for Deuce Knight um, yesterday either. Antoine Hill, um, quarterback out of Houston County. Um, Georgia's not pursuing much anymore. But he kind of – you know, I, that's the first time I've seen him. He he missed, he missed a bunch of passes, and just – some of them just – it just looked weird. His release was – a little weird to me from what I've seen on tape, but uh, you know, he didn't have the greatest day in my opinion. Now, to, and to your point, when you're, it's easy to uh, when it comes to quarterbacks, the hype on quarterbacks is always really, really high. Yeah. Then when you see them in person, you're expecting them to be, you know, an all American. And they haven't worked with each other with these wide receivers or DBs. Mm-hmm. And the, the running back, excuse me, the wide receiver comes to him and says, "Hey, I'm uh, running up and out," and then he runs it poorly. You know. Or I'm running a uh, – and they always want to run fades, you know, give me a go. And you can only throw it so many times to a guy that uh, can't, get, can't get out of press coverage. You know, so you're like uh, – you're expecting to break inside. You're expecting to break 10 yards downfield, and he goes 15 or yeah. 5. And then you're trying to adjust to him. So it's tough for that. But I'll say one of the guys that uh, kind of did live up to the hype was Juju Lewis, and everybody wants to talk yeah. about Juju. So let's talk about Juju Lewis. Give me your thoughts on Juju real quick. Yeah. I mean, he just, he's, it's amazing. Cause you, it's funny. Cause myself and another reporter were talking yesterday. I was like, God, Juju's, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of small and he, he's, small, he, he's, not, he's not the, he's like Antoine Hill's got great size. Deuce Knight yeah. is a really big guy. Um, <laughs> somebody said, um, yeah, you know, his ceiling might be, uh, you know, kind of like Bryce Young. And I was like, okay, the Heisman Trophy winner, her number one pick. Like, that's, like Bryce Young is not necessarily something that should be thrown around in a, a derogatory way. But, but yeah, I mean, he, at that size, he, the ball just comes out of his hands uh, really smooth. He can move, as we've all seen. Um, obviously, he was at his uh, kind of home base yesterday in Carrollton, so comfortable with the surroundings. But, yeah, I mean, he, he – there's – What's the word? Rowdy, I'm sure you've experienced this with, with some of the guys you cover. There's a little bit of like an aura, like when, when Juju comes in the building and he's getting it's ready. It's factor, right? man. It's factor. Yeah. Burnell Brown last weekend, uh, Burnell Brown the third, when he walked out on the field, all the other athletes pay attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, I don't say are awestruck, but there's that star factor comes out. You know, uh, we, we were mentioning a kid yesterday that looked like. Uh, Actually, I think it was uh, Alvin Henderson. It looked just like uh, Cam Ma- Cam Akers did. Yep. Cam came to dog night, and it's just like you look at him, you go, "That that guy's different." You know, he's different. Uh, Vernon Brown was that way last weekend, and Juju was that way today. When he comes out, there's the, the everyone knows the hype, yeah, star factor. And if you went and I went to his game last year, you look at him the first time you see him, he goes, "That that pip squeak is the five star super, superstar." <laughs> You expect him to be, well, what's the famous line from the movie? I expect you to be bigger, you know, from Roadhouse. You know? <laughs> expect you to be bigger. He's not a huge dude. And you're like, mm, this kid's probably overhyped because he's skinny. And then he tortures your ass, you know, yeah. and he throws for five touchdowns. And he runs for a couple more. And you're like, oh, oh okay. And that was and the feeling I got yesterday was that when he, there is that kind of aura about him. It's like, there's a lot of pressure on him, a lot of hype, but he was throwing darts yesterday. And like Bryce Young, he can 
he, he's far from a dual threat, but he's got the but he can scramble, he can throw on the run, he can you know create different throwing lanes to where he's not always throwing over straight over the uh, you know six foot seven, six foot eight guys in front of him. So he's got that in his bag as well. He's very accurate. Um, I mean, I still that state championship game he had against uh, Mill Creek at the end of the twenty two season was one of the most. That's one of the best quarterback games I think I've ever seen, period. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Um, whether they I lost to Mill Creek like 56 to 42 or something. He's, you know, layering balls in. He's hitting fade balls down the sideline. He's doing everything you could ever want, and this was when he was a freshman. So, um, yeah, like you said, very impressive as, as you would expect. And uh, now it's, it's kind of the, uh, you know, the chase to the end of the of the Lewis sweepstakes is on. He just kind of has this like calm demeanor about him too. You talk about that kind of aura, like whenever he like I noticed him just kind of uh you know standing standing alone, and then he walk back and forth, talk to the other quarterbacks, and then he would just come and just ball out, and then he would just you know he wouldn't he wouldn't boast about it. He wouldn't you know be like hey that was a good pass that was a good pass for me. He wouldn't he wasn't cocky at all. I mean he just he did his business and he, and he went about and he went about his way is just, you know, he, I think he knows he's good. And, um, you know, he just, he just is not, he just is not, you know, bragging on himself and stuff like that. And I just, I really, there are plenty of others that can do that for him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really, I really liked just, just his presence in the building. Everyone was like, Oh, Oh crap. Juju's here. Like, like you said, I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, comparable to, I'm sure, you know, some of these camp Friday, we know when Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence would walk in. Oh, yeah. Well, it was it, to your point, it was that way. We had the rivals camp with uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Matt Carl, my crowd, excuse me. And uh, you had a bunch of other stars, I mean, five star guys in that group, but even they, everyone stopped to see what they're doing when uh, Justice, I mean, um, uh, Trevor was throwing. He's like, okay, let, let, let's let's let, let's watch him. And Justin Fields is the one. Let's watch him. Oh, Matt Corral, the the USC commit. Let's watch him. You know, and it became this kind of competition amongst them. And you're like, wait a minute, you're you a five star defensive lineman? Why do you care? He's like, you realize how rare it is we get to see stuff like this. So yeah, it, it is that kind of. And he is in that class, and uh, he's going to set a lot of records. And he's going to. He's already reclassified. The fact that you can go from the class of 2026 to the class of 2025 and be ranked number two is pretty damn impressive. So uh, a reason I stopped the video here, I know people are watching it. Who's that in the background right there? That'd be one Mike Bobo, I believe, isn't it? It would be yeah. one Mike Bobo watching uh, that throw. Anyway. Uh, Great clips there. A lot of stuff, a lot of video that we had from, uh, and we're, we're still processing the video. Uh, Bobby Andrews is going through a lot of it. We'll have a lot more of it up there. But uh, Eddie asked the first question of the show. Uh, Eddie from Ackworth, great uh, contributor to our site. And he actually hosts a show on Sunday nights. Y'all need to watch. I think it's, it starts at 730 on the same channel. So be sure to tune into uh, Eddie and the boys. But he says, is it, is it realistic to expect Georgia to flip? Juju Lewis. And if we don't, don't answer any other question today on the show, a lot of people said that that camp was held at Carrollton just to get Juju to show up. You know, I don't think that's true. I think 
the fact that Carrollton has a good indoor facility and a lot of places, a lot of, uh, it's a good central location for a lot of people coming to Atlanta for the Atlanta camp. It's nice. I mean, if we'd been outside yesterday, it was still cold inside, but the camp started, it was 30 degrees. So if you're going to host it on, you know, February 19th, I'm glad you actually had an indoor high school facility to have that at. So you know, yeah. shout out to Carrollton for having that. Thank you, Tyler Sabo and the folks over there. But if, you know, we, we, we need to talk about Isaiah Bond. We can talk about um, Tyler Miller. There's a million, uh, Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. Johnson. All absolutely balled out. And there's a lot more of this information, ujsports.com. But we're going to finish up the show basically answering this question. The number one question on everybody's mind. People who aren't even paying attention to the class of 2025, because they just got done with 2024. But the one name they all know is Juju Lewis. Can George Lane? Yeah, I mean, it's realistic for sure. Um, you know, I think those who who uh, who follow this know there's a lot going on with the Lewis recruitment as far as, you know, there's there's and it, listen, it's, it's not him. It's when you have a five star quarterback, it's there's a lot going on there. Um, but I think I mean, if you look at the schools like, OK, he visited other than George, he visited Colorado this spring, he visited Auburn. Is it Indiana? Um, no one is better positioned to flip him from USC than George is. Now, does that mean he for sure flips? Not necessarily, but I think if he does, I don't know who else it would be. Then to George, their relationships go back years. He's visited so many times, visited multiple times as a commit. Um, it's a hell of a lot closer than to Carrollton than USC is. So it's it's the home. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably what two hours to Athens. So. Uh, there's a lot of things working in Georgia's favor there. I don't know if it'll be enough to 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 land him, but yeah, I mean, if if it's not USC, I think it's Georgia. I will. I will say. I don't think anybody else is in a better position than Georgia is. I'll agree, and his relationships go back with Kirby. I mean, since he was in like like he's another kid that Georgia got on early and in like the eighth grade, I think. And you know, Juju's like said, like I think there were you know. There was a spring practice last year that I saw him walking around. And then, um, you know, I think in a fall practice, he was he was there as well. So he's he's very comfortable with the staff. And um, I don't think he ends up at USC um, as of right now. And I mean, Georgia's Georgia's got momentum right now with him. And I know that I believe he wants to wrap up his recruitment early. Um, he's you know, committed, but, so he's wrapped yeah, it up, well, right? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about if it. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying. I, think I got from to your point. It's evident. It supports your point because he committed. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done, but he's not done. Done. The update I got from him was he's taking official visits in June, and it's it's going to be done. Like he said, done, done before the season, one way or another. Yeah. Um. Now, our people. He's impatient to be in the NFL. I'm just saying that he's. <laughs> I mean, he's if, not going to be drawing out his high school, his uh, college choice. To your point, he, Lance, uh, he is ready to get into college, get his years yeah. in, and go to the league. Exactly. If he decides to stick with USC, for example, I don't expect Georgia to give up on him on August first, just because you know the season has started. But that's that's the goal. Is is what he has said is he wants things to be wrapped up um, by the start of the season. So that's you know it's what's today February nineteenth. So that's to probably let's say six months till the start of the high school season. 
that's you know I would I would expect him to be back at Georgia in the spring, and um, you know say say take an official in June, and then um, yeah that that month of July on on uh, on Juju watch is already uh, gonna <laughs> gonna be a fun one I can tell uh, you know looking down the line so yeah it's like to, to wrap it up it's realistic um, I don't know that I would predict it necessarily as of the second but it's it's very realistic uh, for Georgia for sure. Uh, to me, people said that uh, KJ Bolden would never flip from FSU, and I'm like, "Yep." Kirby called, and what did he say? Uh, KJ Bolden said the day he committed to uh, FSU, he got a paragraph long text from Kirby Smart saying, "Hey, I'm not mad at you, but we're not going to stop recruiting you. We're going to mm-hmm. try to land you." We told everybody the day it happened because we expected him to pick UGA that day. He picked FSU. Uh, we knew that FSU was a possibility. Uh, that's what someone in his family wanted. He did it, and we're like. It's not over, and it was. This one uh, is not over. Uh, I'm with, I agree with Lance. He's this is not something he wants to draw out a long time. Um, FSU basically, in my opinion, made an offer that he couldn't refuse. He liked it. He wants to be a, a Heisman Trophy winner. This guy there's won a lot of Heisman trophies with, with his quarterbacks. It's a good fit for him. It's that caliber, but also there's stuff in his. Um, this is not a guy who sees himself as. Hey, I, you know, I'm going to be a good college quarterback. He's thinking to the pros. Mm-hmm. So he wants the most development. And we're not hearing about a lot of other schools. You're not hearing about Ohio State and or right. Penn or Pennsylvania. Uh, you're not hearing about uh, Texas or Colorado. Well, maybe Colorado, but you're not hearing about a ton of schools who are in it for him, like Georgia is. To Lance's point, the relationships and the, the number of visits. So if he trans, if he goes anywhere else. George is the number one option, but George is going to have to treat this recruitment differently. And if they can, uh, this isn't the same as landing a defensive lineman or cornerback or something like that. This is a uh, KJ Bolden, Caleb Downs style recruitment. This is outside the normal bounds on, on NIL, on exposure, on uh, development. And this is one that Kirby wants really bad. He wanted Caleb Downs badly. He wanted KJ Bolden badly. He was not going to have, he wasn't going to lose out on both of them. Well, Juju Lewis is that kind of difference maker that they absolutely want. And they don't feel like you can't let that guy go. That's like missing out on another Deshaun Watson. That's like missing out on another Trevor Lawrence. It's missing out on Justin Fields after he transfers. It's just, you can't keep letting the best quarterbacks in the state go somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. to, they will move heaven and earth to get it done. Is it so? The question was, is it realistic? Yes. Probability? <laughs> no idea. There's a lot of other, a lot of other moving parts that have to uh, come together mm-hmm. before we start putting in uh, future casts for him to flip from USC. In my opinion. So. For sure. Right. Now, if you guys disagree with that, that's fine. Tell us in the comment section, but. That, that's that's the best you're going to get out of any of us right now. Yeah. I look, there's a lot more guys we could talk about. I mean, how many, what was the final number of guys that we wound up speaking to? Over 20. For yeah. Sure. Over 20. And, and I mean, we, we were that we, fast that. We, we had a couple that you know, we checked with, see if George is in on them, and we, and we got to know. So, you know, probably 25, 30 guys we talked to yeah, yesterday. Because yeah, there was a couple guys, well, yeah. like uh, Jerome Bettis Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, good looking kid. And his dad was there, you know, and uh, got to say hi to him. 
I'm like, hey, are you hearing from George? Nope. Cool. All right. Well, so much for that. <laughs> so he was on the list, but uh, yeah. And I mean, when you have a when Jed sent us a list of guys, it's, it's four pages. And we had a few, uh, you know, guys that were on that list who didn't show up either. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys we'll reach out to, you know. Um, uh, oh, Shamar Arno. It's a good looking kid, too. I'm just. Yeah. Another kid out of camp. Yeah, we can talk about so many guys on this list. It's, it's too long. And we're, we we kind of we say them fast. And if you're not a diehard recruit, Nick, then maybe I got it would have been better for me to have all their uh, names and bios pulled up. So I apologize for the folks that might have missed a name or two at the beginning, but we hit on the big ones. Uh, be sure to swing by ujsports.com. Check out the vault, it's the message board uh, on ujsports.com that is dedicated strictly to recruiting. The dog vent has all of your football talk. Uh, let's see, what are they talking about on the vent today? Uh, all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, coaching hot board, uh, men's basketball, Bama's O line coach, uh, baseball, Heartline baseball, uh, Brian Harrion, uh, <laughs> Chip Towers, and Terrence Edwards going back and forth on Twitter. Uh, Pickleball. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Hartman fun packets. There's a lot of fun stuff going on uh, on the uh, dog vent. But if you go check out the vault, it is all just recruiting. So there is a multi-page thread on the vault with updates from those 20, 25, 30 kids that we saw yesterday. And uh, there's also a big – I spoke to uh, 10 different players in Orlando last week, and that thread is also that post is still on the board at uh, the vault, so you can reach out to a lot of the Florida kids that uh, we spoke to about it. So, back to back weeks, back to back camps, and close to 40 players, 40 updates. So, there's a lot for you to read at ujsports.com. Anyway, we're gonna take a break, or we're gonna take a break for this week. That's the end of the show. We will be back next Monday, and hopefully, I will have Joe Winden on. We promised to have him on because of a scheduling conflict on my end. We couldn't do that today, but we'll have Joe Winden next week and we'll get him uh, to talk about some of the guys that you need to be watching out for and some guys that maybe we underranked or overranked. He's not shy about his opinions. He'll share them. So be sure to tune in next Monday night at uh, 8.30. We'll be talking Georgia recruiting then. All right. uh, for Jed and Lance, I'm Roddy, and we will see you folks later.